What are you like the Craig Sager of Stephen and Kevin show here? Look at the suit. Well, I've been told more like a, a Roy Williams. You know? <laughs> Actually, it's a very nice suit. I'm Stephen and I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of the Stephen and Kevin show, we're going to talk about finding young investors, how to teach COIs to use LinkedIn, and our response to the question, "What's your best marketing idea?" All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here at episode nine of the Stephen and Kevin show. Got a good lineup of questions. Thank you to all of those who did ask questions. Uh, Again, if you have a question, hashtag ask Stephen and Kevin on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, and by the way, there's plenty of you watching the show who have not asked us a question yet. So I love like a like a screeching like a record stop right now, and just maybe we could put that in. And nice. hey, okay. ask us a question. We we want to feature your question on the show. Participate in the show. You'll have a lot more fun doing it. All right. So question number one today, coming from at Patty on Money. How can young advisors reach younger but affluent clients, and where do I find young professionals? Hashtag Ask Stephen and Kevin. Fantastic question. Just got back from Miami LinkedIn presentation. Newer advisor came up to me after the presentation and said, hey, I think we're like similar age. We're both early 30s. And I'll tell you, my peer group, they don't have money to invest with me. He's like, they they don't qualify to be clients. So I'm having a hard time finding you know younger people with money. Um, and so, and so that, yeah. I'd say that's one issue for some is yeah. making sure that you're in contact with people who do have the ability to do some business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so let, let's tackle that issue first, Kevin. I guess where do you find people with money who are are a younger variety? Yeah, uh, and then let's get into you know what do you offer some of those people? And we'll try to keep this brief. Um, you know, one of the things we like to do with any new coaching client is think about your ideal client. And who is this person? And in this case, as we're talking about with Patty, let's say it's a a younger person with enough money to do business with you. Mm -hmm. Then we look at all the possible marketing activities through that lens. Yeah. So if if you were thinking about uh, working with attorneys and accountants, you know, you look at it through the lens of who currently works with the younger professionals, who might be a younger professional themselves. And that guides your, your efforts in working with COIs with intimate events. Yeah, there's got to be some intimate events out there that will target younger in- investors, um, ones with raising financially fit children. I know that's one we've talked about before. You um, could do a zoo day where they bring their kids. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, philanthropic groups too. There's got to yeah. be certain philanthropic groups in your community that attract a younger demographic that yeah, may be a little more affluent. Right. I mean, Stephen, you've been involved in some groups here in Greensboro. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, those those groups are findable. To me, it's not the issue of being able to find younger people with money because in most every community they exist. Yeah. Uh, Part of it to me is, uh, and this is more than we have the time to get into today in this podcast. uh, How do you make that transition? How do you get to know them? How do you ultimately win over their business? Um, Which takes some sales skills. It's interesting because we're, we're both involved in some groups that definitely have some younger people with money that have some advisors who um, I don't think are getting much business out of those groups. Well, and I think that happens everywhere. Yeah. So you, you've got to be on the lookout. To, you know, Obviously, nobody wants to go into groups like that and be the shark of every time you see somebody, hey, who's managing your money? Guns you know? blazing. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, right. you know, who's your advisor? That sort of thing. But at the same time, at some point, if you want business, you've got to go for it. You've got to ask, uh, whether it's based on um, you know, a question about how's business 
or somebody asking you what's going on in the markets mm-hmm. uh, or somebody going through a life transition like having another child or selling you know or um, selling a business probably not for the younger professional but um, anything that's impacting them financially getting yeah. married parents getting divorced you know parent passing on anything like that great can stuff. impact them yeah and, and you know what to me it comes down to social equity like have you earned enough social equity or built enough uh, a so deep enough social relationship with that person to the point where you can approach them because you're right if you're involved in this group and now you're guns blazing yeah absolutely. Now, now you're annoying right? yeah annoying and also you know let's think about it uh one last point on this you want to make sure you have a model that's built out for younger professionals if if your model is one size fits mm. all it's hard to fit a 70 year old with two million dollars into the same bucket as a 32-year-old with $300,000, those two are in different models. So part of what we do is, uh, is say is, you know, if you want to take next-gen, you've got to be flexible in the approach. Some people might just need or want planning from you at right. first. This is a 529. Um, what about um, what about some of these subscription models? I mean, I don't know how, how successful they've been, but you're paying a, a fee per month to give advice. Uh, yeah. Interesting and, concept. There are a lot of ways to, to go about it. All mm-hmm. we're saying is we're not here to tell you how to run it. We're just saying make sure it is a, appropriate uh, and flexible for, yeah. for younger professionals if that's what you're after. Exactly. All right. So. Next question. Next question coming from Cincinnati Capital. <laughs> how can you teach COIs how to use LinkedIn and how can you effectively brand your LinkedIn profile? Good I'm going to beg forgiveness uh, to only cover half of that for this uh, this episode. How can you teach COIs to use LinkedIn? Because we could do a separate session on the on branding. branding. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we could do a yeah, exactly. We could do a whole day on branding. Um, but the first one is a really interesting concept, and uh, and that's basically how do you teach centers of influence, other professionals, how to use LinkedIn? And the truth is that they don't get a ton of training on this topic, but they want this type of training. Uh, we were giving a presentation recently to about a hundred CPAs. And one of the, we had this amazing PowerPoint laid out, all the bells and whistles, going through Boolean search strings. I mean, you would, you would be amazed by this PowerPoint. It, it was fantastic. We were excited about it. Are you getting excited? You think pretty highly about it. I, I was definitely excited about it. <laughs> but here's what happened, though. Is we got in front of this group and we said, hey, how many of you use LinkedIn? Raise a hand, right? Uh, and three hands went up out of 100? Right. And it was kind of this moment where our hearts kind of sunk in our chest a little bit. And we thought, oh, geez, okay, what are we going to do? So we scrapped the entire PowerPoint. We went to LinkedIn.com, started there. And they loved it, right? At the end of it, they were they wanted more information. So that says that the the need is there, the, the the desire to learn how to use this is there. Yeah. So you match that with the fact that we know coming out of our research that referral alliances are always one of the top two or three ways that advisors bring in bigger clients. Yeah. So we want to have those kind of relationships going. We know one of the secret ingredients to those relationships is ongoing contact, relationship building. Mm -hmm. It's very infrequent that we find a a lot of back and forth where the advisor and accountant or advisor and attorney haven't really taken the time to get to know each other, spend time together over lunch, maybe dinner as couples, that sort of stuff. And this happens to be one of those creative points of contact that lets you build on that relationship. So let's talk a little bit about process, Kevin. I know we've uh, we've written about this and, and, and some of you may have heard us talk about this, but, you know, as with any good marketing strategy, we put process to it. Step one. That's it. I don't know. You just put me on the spot. I no. <laughs> no you wrote st- the book. Yeah, on I'm, this, joking. Man. I'm joking. I'm so, joking. I think there's two ways to approach it. One would be a very informal way, which is like, hey, hey, Stephen, you're the CPA, I'm the advisor. Hey, I want, I want to grab lunch with you. I want to share with you some, some ideas around how we're using LinkedIn. We're trying to incorporate it more into our business. Mm. Love to share with you how we're using it. I'll bring my iPad, and maybe you bring your iPad too. 
Um, that'd be kind of one. Um, the other would be a little more formal approach where maybe you're bringing someone into your office. Maybe you're bringing in a number of, of different professionals from a particular firm and you're teaching them how to use LinkedIn and you're walking through branding, building connections, gathering intelligence, running advanced searches and some of those basics. And it doesn't have to be too detailed. It doesn't have to, uh, it's not like you're a LinkedIn expert. Um, and I think that's, that's an important thing. Well, you know, yeah. we, we frame it as, you know, you're teaching COIs how to use LinkedIn, but that's somewhat assumptive that they're in a, a less knowledgeable position than you are around LinkedIn. Right. Well, here's how you tell. I mean, we don't want you going into a CPA who's got this masterful LinkedIn profile yeah. <laughs> who teaches courses on it on the side and be like, hey, buddy, I'm going to teach you how to use LinkedIn. Right. No, but how can you tell? You look at their profile. Exactly. It's gonna be, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who really uses a lot of LinkedIn and they've got a sparse profile with 20 connections. So that's a great that point. helps frame it. If you get somebody who looks fairly advanced, don't frame it as I'm going to come in and teach you. Just say, I want to have a LinkedIn discussion with you. Yeah. I know you're using it a lot. We're using it a lot. Maybe we can share some ideas. Here, here's, an, here's another idea. Um, there, there was a CPA here locally that, that we coached um, on how to use LinkedIn. And one of the things that he did to build his business originally, LinkedIn aside, was he would send out mailers. He sent out mailers to the entire community here when everyone, when anyone moved to the area and he would send out this, this mailer, this letter said, Hey, welcome to the area. I've been a CPA here for 20 something years. And I know when a lot of people relocate, they're looking for new professional relationships, people that they can meet with face to face. And I love to introduce myself. He said it was fantastic. One of the main ways he grew his business, but the return on direct mail has gone down and down and down. So we took that same concept and applied it to LinkedIn and we ran advanced searches, putting things like um, new to the area in quotes um, in, in the keywords feature a, a, a section of the advanced search. And we started reaching out to people that way, uh, making it very geospecific. And it was like his new way of doing it. He, he loved it. So why don't you teach some CPAs that kind of concept? Yeah, I think that's where, how you get them jazzed up about it because otherwise they don't know. And, and if you're thinking, well, maybe they have their own experts who teach them this. They don't. Right. Look up, look in that. Believe me, we've looked at it. Look yeah. up in Amazon, like you know, CPA sales training or you know anything like that. It doesn't. You might find a book or two, it pales but it's not like to what's for advisors. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. and, and this is you know you're making it one step easier on the accountants by saying we've done some legwork. We know the best practices for people in your industry. So it's not them taking a generic LinkedIn book and trying to modify it. That's not in their wheelhouse. They're right. not marketers by nature. So you know, if, as we think about the process element of this, we tell you once a week. Set this up. Once a week, make a call to an accountant or an attorney for a LinkedIn lunch. Yeah. And, you know, in that invitation call, you're asking questions like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious, do you use it often? Have you found new business this way? Right. You know, do you Good think questions. many of your clients are on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, icebreakers. Do people search for you on online, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of taking up more uh, just real estate online with, with your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, and then when, when you're at the lunch, this is these are three things, Kevin, I stole from you uh, on what to cover. Three things, branding, gathering intelligence, and prospecting, Good. which to us are, are the most important parts of using LinkedIn, uh, both for them and for you. Mm -hmm. You branding, you want to look sharp online, gathering intel, they ought to be able to profile their prospects and clients prior to meetings. Yep. And prospecting, the advanced search you referenced there is a great tactic for them to use. And, and uh, The advocate search. Yeah, I bet yep. they'd all be very comfortable with. I mean, you, uh, CFOs, tax directors, you show them a few advanced searches and they're like, oh, wow, you know, I start to see value in this. Yeah, and what happens too when you're meeting with that CPA and I'm saying, hey, Stephen, you're, you're the CPA. By the way, here's some of my connections maybe I should be introducing you to, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm opening you up to, the, to my strategy of an introduction approach via LinkedIn. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, and then the last piece of this being the follow-up. You don't want it to be a one-and-done LinkedIn meeting. Yeah, if you're thinking really creatively about it, it's it's not like a weekly drip campaign to where you're following up that way. It's more of, you know, at times 
offering introductions to them. Yep. You know, not just in the initial meeting, but ongoing. Hey, I was looking through, I happened to see this person and that person in my network. Is that somebody you'd want to meet? Have you ever done business with them? Exactly. Um, no, no, I, I think that's great. Gives you the ability then to come back with introduction requests from time to time. Mm-hmm. Kevin, so, no, so, so you're helpful. connected with Sam. Yeah, um, that's right. Because you're, you're a giver first, right? And then um, finding helpful articles from time to time on, on LinkedIn. Um, I bet you could find some stuff just Google searching LinkedIn for CPAs and accountants and, and gather some information there and ideas and best practices and send them around. Yeah. And, you know, as you think about your strategy in general for LinkedIn, you know, so, so forget CPAs and attorneys for a moment. If you think about it in general, the more conversations you're having with people, conversations like verbally yeah. about LinkedIn, the more comfortable it is for the flow of introductions to happen. I agree. Right? I totally agree. It's that online to offline conversion. It takes carefully crafted conversations. Yeah. Hey, we're talking tips every now and then. We're talking about usage. All of a sudden, it's not so awkward for me to say, Kevin, hey, I was looking through your profile. saw you're connected to a couple of people. You know I'm looking at your profile. We've talked about this. Yeah, but if that's the first conversation you have with me, (laughs) maybe it's a little awkward. A little intrusive. Hey, by the way, thanks for everyone joining us via Periscope. Uh, We see a, a number of you on here. Thanks for doing that. Um, and uh, we appreciate it. Steven's getting a lot of hearts over here. I'd love, I'd love to get some hearts on my side. Oh, come on. A couple on. taps, you know, little taps, and I'm getting a little jealous over here. All right, Kevin, question number three. Okay. We get this one a lot, gang. What is your best marketing idea? Now, this one came via a coaching prospect called into our office and um, probably didn't have the best of attitudes uh, when he called in here. I was a little on the defensive and, and He's kind just of putting you through the paces, you hey, know. So hey, tell what's me. your best idea? Give what's, it to me. What's your best idea? It's like asking the personal trainer. So tell me your best exercise. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the most effective exercise that I can do? Hands down. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I, I love to pull in Mr. Matt for this one. So we have this Matt. Um, I, w- I would say it's not a bobblehead. What is this, Stephen? You know, Matt. Whenever we need advice here, obviously we love having Matt in the <laughs> office. Matt's out of town today yeah. on a work trip. Uh, it's kind of a figurine. He stands in, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the next best thing to a bobblehead. Yeah. If you were to ask Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matt here the question of, Matt, what's your best marketing activity? What might he say, Kevin? He would say it's the one you execute. Hmm. There's a lot of talk about a lot of different activities, and I think um, just a lot of talk in general that we do as human beings. We love to talk. We, we love to talk. We love to talk about a lot of different concepts, but it comes down to one thing, and that's execution. Doing the activities. So whether it's COIs, um, intimate events, whether it's introductions, whatever it might be, whether it's door knocking. I don't, I don't care, but it's the one you do and you do consistently. Exactly right. And we've heard the, you know, I've heard Matt say before, even though we're not advocates of doing a lot of cold calling. No. I've heard him say, hey, if you want to grow today and you made enough of them, yeah, you'd still grow. Yeah. I mean, and you hear the Zig Ziglar quote, what does he say? Uh, you know, you, you can find a good biscuit every now and then in a dumpster. That's not the first place I'd look, right? <laughs> uh, and I think that's pertinent to marketing activities. Yeah, you know, if you're, true. you know, you if you spend all your time doing things that are proven by the research to not be all that effective, that's it's right. kind of a hard way to do business. But our point being, do something consistently. Do your intimate events consistently. Do your yes. COI campaign consistently. Um, you know, any of these activities can work if you do enough of them. So I know we're always looking for that shiny new apple, that that next best thing. But a lot of times, it's just the bread and butter, the basics that we execute on a weekly basis. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I really wish I would have had that answer ready at that moment when the prospective client asked me. I well, did not. You know, we had to sit in position. Mar- you're trying yeah. to win, win him over as a client. Oh. You can't just jab him with a... But you know, that it might have worked. Actually. You know, you might never have, know. Might have worked, so. You never know. Uh, anyway. 
But hey, uh, stay tuned, gang. We're doing a lot more episodes of these. Uh, Ask Stephen and Kevin on Twitter is the hashtag. Also on Instagram. If you haven't checked us out yet on iTunes, we have a podcast rolling yeah. on iTunes. And it's building. Uh, we noticed that people are listening. Yeah. And uh, if you would be so kind, give us that five-star rating on iTunes, and we would greatly appreciate it. So, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, all.